National media continues to exaggerate and promote misleading negative headlines designed to diminish the rule of law and those whose job it is to enforce it. Remember, the only people who want to defund the police and dismantle these agencies are the criminals. And don't forget to thank a cop. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I want to remind you that El Tour de Tucson is happening today. Please watch out for all those bicyclists. They're all over the city. And I want to thank Pima Federal Credit Union, who are writing today to represent Law Matters. And if you haven't supported a charity yet, you can do it by going to lawmatters1030.org, our support page. And El Tour is listed there as one of the one of the ways to support. So I want to thank Linda, Jim, Bruce, Michael, Christian, Shelby, and Eric, and whoever Anonymous is, for supporting us <laughs> this morning. And in the studio, we have, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, Tucson Airport has their own police department, and we have Pete Dugan, James Allerton, Ray Smith, and Chief Bader here to tell us what's going on, what to do to prepare for the holiday travel. I know it's that time of year where everybody's going someplace. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks it's for having radio. us. You have for, to talk. Yeah. You can't nod your head. Good morning. <laughs> I, I gave you a thumbs up. Did you not see it? <laughs> okay. Let, let's talk about what do you want people to know? Yeah, I need that. Oh. What do you want people to know? Uh, going into the holiday. Uh, Ray. That sounds Ray. like good Somebody should jump in. Ray. Yeah. Um, the airport is a laid out, I guess the layout of the airport, um, if you're coming, if you've never been there, it's almost alphabetical. So if, um, you're flying out. It goes American, Alaska, Delta, Southwest, United. Um, anywhere you park or um, anywhere you're dropping someone off, um, there's only going to be like probably a more, no more than a two minute walk from where they have to go. It's a pretty small airport, so whenever you're dropping someone off, you it doesn't you don't have to park right in front of American if they're flying American. Um, many times we see people kind of stacking at American or wherever they're going, thinking that well they can only go in that door. You can go in any door. Um, it's a I didn't know it was alphabetical. It's almost alphabetical. Alaska should go first, but I think that was just. I think that was just coincidental yeah. that that happened. Oh, right. okay. I thought it was something clever and planned. <laughs> well, it was. It, it was may, clever. But it, it was clever. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it may have been, but... Not in... Yeah, okay. There's there's some other things, too, just to piggyback on that. That's that's good to know when you're pulling up, but, but really we're approaching, obviously, Thanksgiving and Christmas, so we're going to see an influx of, of travelers uh, to the airport, so... Uh, We've got uh, we've got the luxury of living in Tucson and having a small airport, right? So it's usually pretty easy if you frequently fly. It's easy to get in and out of the Tucson airport pretty quick. Uh, you know, they always recommend be there two hours in advance. And during the holidays, we definitely recommend it. You know, oftentimes you talk to people and say, I don't need to be there two hours. It's Tucson. I'm in and out of there quick. 
right now we are we are definitely saying make sure you give yourself enough time not only at the airport but getting there and finding parking if you're going to try to park uh, normally it's pretty easy but the holiday season this is the busiest travel time of the year obviously for all airports so yeah give yourself some extra time and uh, more importantly we can't tell you enough and I'm, we're going to kind of try to help TSA out here with this one is make sure you're looking at your bags and what's in your carry-on bags uh, and your and your uh, checked bag but we are constantly seeing people that will still bring in because they're just used to it they carry knives or we live in a state where you can carry you know your rocket your, launchers and your firearms right forgot yeah. and unfortunately people came around in their bags all the time and they yeah. forget they're in there and they're last minute traveling and they walk in with their their carry-on bag and they have a firearm in there and the fines are, are extremely expensive now upwards of ten thousand dollars don't don't quote me on the exact amount but um it can get pricey so just be sure check your bags make sure you're not having anything that's a prohibited item at all so if somebody does walk in they have a firearm what do you do do you take the firearm away from them it, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Well, yeah, we're either going to let them go store it. It depends where we get this firearm. If they're if they're already going through uh, TSA, then we, we have to do a bunch of different things. If it looks like they're trying to get it on an aircraft, now we're looking at, a, is this a potential crime right. or did they just forget? So we have to do an investigation at that point. If somebody brings it there and they forget it and, and we get it soon enough, we can tell them to go secure it. They can have somebody else come pick it up, things of that. It really is case by case. Okay. So... Don't bring firearms. That's a bad idea. Or, or other prohibited items. Uh, like our what? Well, you've got... Hairspray. Yeah. I know that. Well, yeah, you can. there's a list uh, you can look at online. For every airline shows you a list. TSA's got a list of, of prohibited items that you cannot bring. But your normal things like, yeah, no knives, no firearms, no explosives. Things. Those are the normal ones we should all know. Uh, but there are other items you can't bring when you start talking about liquids and things like that. Lithium batteries also, they don't want those in your... Um Check baggage. Does this have a lithium bag, uh, battery on it? That yes, laptop? most, most um, electronics nowadays do. So it's okay to they bring it into the cabin into but the not cabin. store Correct. it underneath? Correct. Why? They, if they ignite, it's easier to put, put out? them out when they're up top. Up, <laughs> if underneath, it, you don't... That could be a little it's exciting. It's a little too late, yeah. <laughs> so go, going back to the holidays a little bit, um, I think it's also important to... Uh, if nice you're gonna, t-shirt. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, as an aside, I am wearing my tactical salmon T-shirt. Uh, it's for my buddy Matt Salmon that I worked for for several years. He passed away just a few months ago. He's a canine officer with the sheriff's department. Um, but Chris, use uh, <laughs> use the cell phone lot during the holidays. Um, we have so many people yeah. that when you pick someone up, they'll pull right up in front and want to wait for uh, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes. You can't do that. You need to use the cell phone lot. You can get ticketed um, by our department so you can get a citation for that and are you the guy that says move it along well we all are actually um, oh i thought you were nice guys we are we say it very nicely <laughs> we send other people to do it normally oh, okay yeah yeah or so yeah you can't just pull up and park no even if you're going to stay with the vehicle we don't want you staying there um during the holidays a number of people may not know this and they can get delayed because um, the flight delays the extra traffic the extra people so if you're picking someone up use that cell phone lot rather than just sitting out front and causing more traffic delays and at the tucson airport it's easy to find because as you're pulling in it's on your right you just pull correct. in there and correct do they have a screen that tells you what flights are coming in or not coming in or is it cell phone not 
not in the lot we don't but you know that's a that's a great idea that maybe we should uh, <laughs> propose to our administration there is to have yeah. something so, uh, display there so people will know hey it landed or you know it skipped us yeah and then right. uh just to kind of tie on that too just a little bit down the street uh there's also uh, additional parking if that lot is full mm-hmm. so if you continue uh straight ahead past the cell phone lot and and cross through kind of like a T section right there which is airport drive and plumber. Right. If you go just on the other side of that there's more parking over there that you can utilize as oh, well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like our cell phone overflow parking. Overflow. <laughs> Until we get that said screen, um FlightAware is pretty accurate um as far is as Is that an app? Yes. FlightAware app. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You can also you can also go to flytucson.com and on the page when it opens up it shows the uh, the flights that are coming in and what's delayed. Oh, it shows everything. Check yeah, that so out. if you do wait at the cell phone Show lot, it to the camera. We're we're filming today. There you go. This is the first time we've done. So this. I just real quick typed in flytucson.com and that's the page that came and up. It shows cell you what's delayed. On there too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, if. You're coming to the airport and you're parking for a long, like a week. You don't want to park in that parking spot that's right in front of the airport, right? Correct. That's hourly. And it'll be a lot of money if you're paying hourly. (laughs) So where do you tell people to park? I mean, securely, where can they park? Well, in the same parking facility, there is uh, what we call our long-term parking. And then we also have parking in our uh, garage. Which you have is a garage? Right, yeah, there's a parking mm-hmm. garage there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Where is that? It's right next to the terminal. There's a three-story <laughs> parking garage. It's on the east side of the yeah. east side of the yeah. terminal. If you're coming around the loop, it's on the far east yeah, side. Where the rental cars are. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah you would you would go down Airport Drive to Los Realis and you kind of make a make a several uh, uh, make a series of right hand turns and then it'll get you to the uh, entrance to the garage there's a gate arm you can take your ticket go in and park on the second level wow there's I'm signage all kinds of stuff signage directing you don't, don't read the signs and you can, can, <laughs> go ahead, I was say, and you can see it because it's a three story parking garage so <laughs> you'll be able to see that I haven't not seen it I'm sorry <laughs> that's alright that's okay. okay what the heck tell me what kind of calls do you guys answer Respond to what you know. What's the best call? The best, the best, call. the best call. <laughs> That's best. a loaded question. Like let's go back. Let's go back to what kind of calls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the most frequently called in. I need somebody here. What is it? We get a number of different calls. We we get the same calls that every other agency gets, city, county, uh, all the other agencies that, that are here in, in Tucson. We get the same types of calls. We see a little bit more of like trespassing calls. We get people that like to show up at the airport and they don't have any business traveling and they'll, they'll, they'll stick around because it's air conditioning, things like that. But... Uh, so, and we try to tell them what it's for. You know, like this is really for travel, not just to to hang, hang out. out, right? But we see everything else too. We've had domestic violence calls. We get irate passenger calls. We get, uh, we've had fights. We're luckily we don't get a lot of calls, and I think, and maybe we'll get to this later. We're we're kind of lucky because we're we're a unique police department. We have the, this airport, the Tucson International Airport, has its own police department and its own fire department, which is a rarity. So. Uh, 
it, it's kind of nice because we have that. We've got officers there all the time. We're not other airports rely on city or county uh, police departments to come and take calls there. Right. We are there all the time. We're there 24 uh, seven. So we know the map. We know the layout of the airport and we can respond to just about any call within usually less than a minute because we're right there. So you have your own fire department. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do drills together? Do you practice together? For Absolutely. It, how frequently do you do that? Like every day, once a week? It, it depends what we're training on. We just had the fire department come give us some extra first aid type training. So we will do things like that. We just had a triennial drill. What is where, that? That's where we, uh, Chief, you could probably explain this. You've been around for several of them. Yeah, so um, that's He's a, a lot older. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> a lot older yeah, than Yeah, just me. a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so every year um, as part of a requirement to be in compliance with the FAA in what we call Part 139, every three years we have to do a full, what we call a full exercise, and that is to... Um, basically show the FAA that we are uh, competent in our emergency response to given situations. So every year or every three years, we, uh, you know, we sit down, we formulate a plan on what the exercise is going to be. Several stakeholders are involved with this. And then um, when it comes time for this to, uh, to happen, um, get everybody involved, and then um, based on the scenario, uh, I think the last one we put a, a pretty big emphasis on passenger reunification, and so there was a lot of coordination with the uh, the airline that was involved in the exercise, and uh, it gets them an opportunity to 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 test some of their their capabilities that they have. So technically, you're saying you have to have a plan to evacuate the building in case of emergency. That or how do we respond if we have a uh, plane crash out on the airfield and depending on what type of crash it is. And located. Right. You know, is it do we have a landing gear collapse? Do we have... I'm trying to think of flat tires. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, not necessarily the the flat tire issue, but you know, we're gonna. How do we evacuate the passengers off the plane? What resources do we have? And then also, we use that as an opportunity to identify any gaps that we may have, and then put together a really thorough after action plan, and then see uh, see what we need to do to fill those gaps. So, what was the name of that that jet that landed at your airport this might be before you were there i don't know um it had a flat tire and they had to wait several days for the tire to be fixed it's the one that went from here to france or from here to england in Mm. like a few hours oh that was the uh concord the concord no yeah that that was that was pre uh pre my my time pre bader pre yeah yeah (laughs) okay that was pretty cool, though. I took a bus, carload of kids, little boys who wanted to see it, oh. to the airport so they could see this plane with the flat tire. Well, you know, I'll so. say uh, on that note, I'll say that's that's one of the uh, one of the great benefits working out there is that it, if you really are an aviation enthusiast, getting to see the variety of aircraft that yeah. come in there, and sometimes they're there really are like once in a lifetime opportunities that you get to see uh, some of these. You know, we've we've had uh, the Antonov out there 
uh, a couple of times, which is like one of the world's largest planes. I didn't know that. You yeah. didn't mm-hmm. tell me. Sorry. <laughs> I would love to see that yeah. next time. Next time, yeah. Yeah, and, let and, me know. You know, for a long time we had the uh, probably one of the last L-1011s that was uh, able to fly, which was the Flying Hospital. And yeah. um, that had been out there for you know decades. And then um, several years ago, uh, a company actually bought that plane and, and brought it back. Uh, to the Midwest to go to a museum, so it was it was really cool uh, unique to see that aircraft actually get airborne. <laughs> after oh, they didn't. Seeing, they after, didn't truck it over there. No, no, they. they it, it took them quite a long time to get that uh, airworthy and to get it uh, actually airborne. Yeah, there's no test flights on some of these things. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. Scary. So, okay, that's that's awesome. But next time, let me know. I love looking at these airplanes. Will do. Yeah. So other than that kind of a training, what do you do all day? Tell me what a typical day is like for you. James, you're the detective. I'm the detective now. Um, one of. One of. Yes, we we just brought on a new detective who's uh, uh, not here in the studio with us today, but he just started, what, two weeks ago? So mm-hmm. training him up right now. And as a detective, we do, uh, oh, I don't know, we're, we're kind of playing the, the, the cleanup for the for the officers. The officers are really the front line of our safety, security, and law enforcement. And we as detectives take care of processing the cases. What we'll do, of course, the investigation. Sometimes we'll have to do follow-up interviews, um, even even so far as making arrests on cases and looking into... Looking into uh, some of the crime that occurs there, and then we handle some of the administrative um, uh, details as well. One of the benefits that we have as being uh, investigators at the airport is we have a fairly robust um, system of uh, cameras that we can often see things that happen. It helps us out a lot both as officers and as detectives. As officers, real-time our dispatch can look in a lot of the areas where we work and uh, tell the officers that, hey, we got a call about this. What I see is this. Um, I've discovered in my career in law enforcement that the information that dispatchers get is not always the same as what's actually happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, right. yeah. I know this is new for uh, for most folks. Um, but it, it's actually very cool when the dispatchers can say that, hey, we got a call about this on uh, on this terminal. I'm looking and I, I see a guy in a red hat. So, you know, he's to your left, that sort of thing. Also helps with investigations. We can look later and say that, oh, yeah. That was the man with the red hat. So your cameras are in color. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, yeah. I, it's All a big it's a big difference. Black and white. No, yeah, and it's a, it's a big difference. The three of us, Ray, uh, James, and I, both we all came from uh, from different agencies. And so, where are you from? So I'm, I was I worked for the Tucson Police Department. I retired from there. Uh, Ray also came from the Tucson Police Department. And James came from the sheriff's department, but you know we didn't have cameras. So now when we're responding to calls, and there's pretty much nowhere in that airport that's not on camera. I mean, it cameras are I remember everywhere. Remember that? Yeah, you need to remember that. So <laughs> we've, we've we've watched do, you several times. Do we need to give you the specific places where the cameras <laughs> Please, don't cover? Would, would that be helpful? But it's it's a different kind of law enforcement when you work at the airport because when they do dispatch you to a call, they're telling you, yeah, you're walking right towards this person or this group, or make a right here, go down that hall. We can see them right there. They can tell us real time what they're doing, what's happening, if they're setting something down. 
so it's a it's a totally different kind of law enforcement. It's kind of a neat neat thing, and and a little bit safer too because we know what we're walking into real time. Yeah, that I've been reminding people that if you have security cameras on your home, mm-hmm. register them with the police department so they know that you might have the evidence they need to close a case. Sure. Sure. They are very very helpful. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. So how long were Ray? How long were you with TPD? I was with TPD for fourteen years. And how long were you? Uh, I was with TPD about 21 years and then retired and uh, Chief Bader lured me over to the <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> See? And how long have you been in law enforcement, Chief Bader? Uh, just over 17 years. And so the Tucson Airport Authority is uh, first and only um, law enforcement job I had. They hired me as a uh, recruit and I went through the academy and then uh, just kind of... Gra- yeah. And then uh, gradually worked my way through the ranks. And James, how long have you been in law enforcement? Um, I did, uh, and, and Captain Dugan as well, we both spent some time as uh, law enforcement in the military, but okay. 17 years with the Pima County Sheriff's Department, and now I am a veteran of one year at the Tucson Airport Authority <laughs> Police Department. One year? It's only been a year? A year and about two months now. So, yeah, not why very long. Why does it seem so long? Because I remember that's, that's when why I, I say went every over. Day. Yeah, yeah. I say it every wow. day when he comes in. Just wow. It's like, Gosh, yeah, you, no, really, I'm now, having James? fun. No? Jeez. Seems like it's, it. It's great. So when you're talking about crimes, are you talking theft, arson, murder? What are you talking about at the airport? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> all of the above. You know, I, I would like to say that, um, well, first of all, Airline travel is still one of the safest ways to travel. I think we should mention that. Um, <laughs> this is good. your disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it out there. Um, but it is a, a, a relatively safe environment at the Tucson airport. Um, we have law enforcement officers are, are very close if anything happens. Are they in uniform? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Our uh, patrol officers are in uniform. And um, you mentioned the fire department earlier. It really is kind of nice to have a fire department on location because when something happens, um, and, and not to denigrate any other fire department, they respond as quick as they can and very timely. And sometimes they help us. But at the airport, we have a fire department right there. And if we have some sort of medical emergency, we can call them. And oftentimes they can get there nearly as quick as we do. I was going to ask, are, are all of you like trained in first aid and to what degree? Yeah, different degrees, obviously. But yeah, we all get uh, basic first aid. We've got uh, all kinds of things at our fingertips that, that we can use to help out. But like James said, we have the, the fire department right there. So we will be the, we were, we're usually there just before they are, but they're right behind us. So we're doing initial uh, first aid, whatever, CPR if we need to, until fire can get there and, and take over. But yeah, we've got uh, we've got lots of things we can do. We train with them, like I mentioned earlier, uh, but they're there pretty quick. That's the benefit of having your own law enforcement agency and fire department within inside the within the airport. It's like its own little city there. Uh, it so is. It really is, and it's nice. We get to know all the workers that are there. Uh, we have time, unlike a lot of, you know, we talked about where we came from. I came from Tucson Police, and when I first came on in the late 90s, um, we were able to do more community policing. I was out there talking with, with people in the neighborhoods and finding out what they're seeing and what the issues are, and it just got tough. It got busier and busier. Now I'm over at the airport, and, and I'm back doing the community service. We are walking around the airport talking to people, finding out where they're traveling to, where they came from, helping them where they need to go. It's it's really it's a fun place to work, uh, and I, I really enjoy being there now. 
I want to know, I think it was last week we were talking about the no-fly list. When somebody is on the no-fly list, who gets the call? What? Who gets it first? When? That, yeah, that is all typically handled through um, TSA and through other federal partners. And then uh, we'll we'll get a we'll usually get a notification from them as kind of like a more like a FYI or a uh, you know situational awareness um, you know hey this individual's coming through. And well, if they're they, in the they, no fly list, they shouldn't be coming through. Well, th- you they think. shouldn't be. You would think, <laughs> but they still they still come in and, and and try to try to fly. Lots of times they don't know they're on a no fly list either, so they ah, get there. Correct. Then they right. can't fly. So we will assist. We'll get the call because again we're going to get there first, and then we will talk with our federal partners or whoever else is involved and why they're on that no fly list. But we're usually the first ones if we have to stop and talk to somebody. Usually we're telling them we don't know why, but you're on this list, and then we contact. Uh, whatever agency is involved with that and why they're on a no-fly list, we will contact them and say, we have this person here, and they will tell us if they need to talk to them or they just can't fly. Last week we had uh, the U.S. attorney on, and his four-year-old son was listed on the no-fly list. What do you do? <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <case>. Terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, you know, we, he said uh, it would help if they would, like, add maybe birth dates or, you know, something <laughs> to be more specific about because... There's not just one name, and a lot of people have the same name. So I was just wondering about that because it it just seems so weird that somebody could go and buy a ticket if they're on the do not fly list. There should be some kind of an alert when you're buying your ticket on your computer, right? Like a flag. Or you would think something. Okay. Uh, there's some other reasons to that that we we probably won't get into today about why why they can still do that, but they won't be able to fly. Uh, oh, oh no, you so we no, won't no, you're, we won't go you're further than off that. the hook. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> you just opened up a can of worms. Uh, I'll be off the hook right now. And I'll talk let to me, you guys. In let a me just say that the no fly list is maintained by our federal partners. There you go, and oh, uh, and, and <laughs> we support them, and we we have a well one of the things we were going to talk about was our relationship with our federal partners and very happy to be uh, working along with them, but we are not the uh, TSA. So that's something that's probably good to emphasize. And and TSA is federal. TSA is federal. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're not the TSA. We're not. Does TSA uh, have the ability mm -hmm. to arrest people? No, no, they do not have any, uh, any arrest powers. Uh, They'll escort you back to the ticket counter to check your bag if you have something in it they don't want you to have. I they don't even really escort. You know, if if there's a prohibited item in there, then uh, you know they they'll call us and then we usually help them resolve the the issue. And then if it's if it's something that needs to go into a check bag, then you know we typically let them. Let them and, do their thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. We, we we really, really strive on trying to uh, provide a high level of customer service and ensure that people, um, their travels are not um, impeded. You know, we, we try to get things resolved very swiftly so they can continue on. The last thing we want to do is is really cause any complication for somebody that's traveling. Traveling is, is stressful enough, and we, we don't need to compound that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few. Well, Matters 
Bike1030.org is a nonprofit that needs your support in El Tour de Tucson, either by riding a bike or walking in the 5K. To support us while we support law enforcement, please go to LawMatters1030.org support page to sign up. We'll see you there. Law Matters wants you to know all phone and email scams follow the same basic pattern. A potential victim is contacted, they are given a compelling reason to act, and then they are told to pay money. In every scheme, there is an urgency factor. These scammers are professionals. They are using scripts that work. It is okay to hang up or tell a lie if you have to. Better yet, don't answer the phone if you don't recognize the number. If in doubt, reach out to a friend or a family member. Law Matters and Pima Federal Credit Union are hosting a free educational event on the topics of internet scams and how AI can impact your future. Join us at 10 a.m. on Saturday, December 2nd at Pima Federal Credit Union, located at 6850 North Oracle Road in Tucson. For more information and to sign up, visit lawmatters1030.org. 911, what are you reporting? Um, I'd like to report a break-in into my car. I came out this morning and my laptop bag is gone and some of my books are gone. Are any of the windows broken or anything like that? Nothing's broken. Did you leave your vehicle unlocked or did you lock it before you went inside? I thought I locked it, but I, I don't think I did. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get an officer out to you as soon as I can. This doesn't have to be you. Remember to lock it or lose it. This has been a message from the Marana Police Department. LawMatters1030.org is a nonprofit that needs your support in El Tour de Tucson, either by riding a bike or walking in the 5K. To support us while we support law enforcement, please go to LawMatters1030.org support page to sign up. We'll see you there. Thanks for staying with us. Our guest today is Tucson Airport Police Department. We have Pete Dugan, James Allerton, Ray Smith, and Chief Bader. And we're all sitting here talking about what you should and should not do. And Ray, you brought up a really good point about the elderly and, and traveling in the airport. Let's tell the listeners what you're saying. Yes, I was uh, saying that if um, you're unsteady or unsure on your feet, um, we have the elderly population. Um, we have two um, moving walkways. And if you get on the moving walkway, it, it you have to be pretty sure of your your uh stability your stability when getting on one of those because it, it you have to have like a forward momentum to match the speed that the um walkway is going it's not very fast can you but adjust it i mean like slow can. there's no super fast high, high I, tried. Nothing. I tried okay <laughs> but when you get on make sure that your luggage that if you have roller bags make sure they're behind you because um they become tripping hazards if once you try to get off there's like a small lip and the small wheels of those uh, luggage, they will catch the lip and you'll fall forward. So that's one thing that I would like. And that's going to hurt. It hurts. It's going to hurt. Okay, let's let's talk about Christmas time. People like to um, shop, wrap up their bags or presents and go to the airport. And they're going to say, unwrap it. <laughs> they want to know what's in it. So what do you tell people when they're coming in and they've got a bag full of gifts? We're not allowed to accept gratuities as members of the Tucson <laughs> Airport Authority Police Department. <laughs> that, that, that was that was, that was the wrong kind of gift. <laughs> not those gifts. Well, okay. I know people like to gift alcohol. They're not allowed to bring that through the airport either. 
whether it's wrapped or unwrapped. Correct? Well, it's well, it, it's definitely not going to be in your carry uh, your carry on. Um, now you can't you can put it in your check bag. Uh, you know, it just you know no bringing in like Everclear or something like that because <laughs> like you know moonshine. it's yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's got to be below it's got to be below a certain uh, proof level. And you want to put fragile on your bag. You don't want that breaking. Right, probably haven't put fragile on your bag. Yeah, we've se- we I've seen a couple of times where people have been on vacation and they've they've brought wine back and it comes out and the, it's it ends out, up, it's out. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all over <laughs> the bag belt. Yeah. <laughs> so a serious related right. matter. I was going to say, don't just if you bring it in and forgot that you did, don't just stop there and drink it all right away. Um, in, in all seriousness, though, if someone is uh, if someone is judged to be too intoxicated by the airline, they will deny you boarding. So that's something to keep in mind too. If you if you stop at the bar to get a couple drinks to relax before your flight, um, the airlines can deny you boarding if they if they they determine that you're too intoxicated to, to travel. And that goes for passengers and pilots. Oof. <laughs> yes, pilots especially. Yeah. <laughs> and other staff that help the airlines. Yeah, you, you don't want to be drunk in traveling. It's not cool. So, James, are you working the holiday? Can I have people ask for you when they get to the airport? Absolutely. I will be out of town for the Thanksgiving holiday, <laughs> so if you have a mask for me, it'll probably make their travels more difficult. Oh. Um, no, yeah, but... For, uh, for autographs or anything like that? Um, yeah, we do have a policy about that as well. Um, uh, Only because James charges for this. Yeah, yeah, they had so. to walk that back. No, I'm, I'm generally, <laughs> generally around during the week, um, so I personally really enjoy seeing people that uh, that we know or have, have connected before at the airport and I've seen a number one of the things I say about the airport is that I think we have an outsized impact on our community we see a large majority of our community come through the airport so we as the Tucson Airport Authority Police Department and the Tucson Airport Authority we have a big impact on Tucson even though we're, we're still a a, a relatively small well we are a small department but we we impact a lot of the people in our community so i'm always happy and excited to see folks that are coming through that i know and uh, and to meet people that i may not have known before the gem show that's right after the holidays i mean this is a really busy time for the airport the gem show what kind of impact does the gem show have on your job do you have people losing their luggage, losing their gems? <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the, all all the, of above, the above. All yes. the above. Um, again. So um, you call the detective to go look for the gems. We do. Okay. Did you ever find them, James? <laughs> no. Um, no. So interesting. But your wife is happy with all her new jewelry. Yeah, well, no, no, not that either. So interesting. Again, we do have that that camera system, and we have actually used it for investigations into lost luggage before. So that's an advantage that we have. Um, but it, we can't always find everything, and, and everyone should take all the precautions that they can and that they think of. But uh, that can help. We would prefer to prevent things like that from happening rather than having to investigate it later. 
Do you recommend mm-hmm. people put those little tags in their luggage that tells them where their luggage yeah, absolutely. is? Absolutely. That's a that's a great tool for our detective team. Uh, the air tags and there's some other uh, other ones that have that same thing. But yeah, we actually uh, have had a recent one. We don't get a lot of again small airport. A lot of police walking around. A lot of uniforms. Usually, if you walk through the airport, you're going to see either a police officer or one of our public service officers. But uh, have we had it? Yes, we've had it where people have had their bags picked up. Sometimes mistakenly, unfortunately, there's a lot of black bags out there that look the same. Yeah. People have picked them up and walked out and got to their car and went, oh my gosh, this isn't my bag, and they've brought them back. We've also had people uh, try to... Or, people that have actually taken a bag and uh we we had one fairly recently that we were able to track and find and find out who did that and arrest the person where it's did you n- find the bag was it in tucson it was still in tucson yes somebody's uh, house locally. yeah exactly and we were able to track them down and, and make an arrest did you go it- knock on the door we did. We served a search warrant, even, Whew. but uh, we don't. It's not a frequent occurrence at the at the uh, at the Tucson airport. It just really isn't, and I think it's because we've we've got that presence there. We've got officers walking around. We've got our canine unit uh, walking around. We've got three dogs that work at the airport. We've got our public service officers walking around. So, like James said, we're trying to deter that that crime before it even happens, and we're lucky enough again because we're that small airport. So you've got dogs. Let's talk about the dogs. Sure. You have uh, you have a new puppy. Yes, we'll be getting a new one. So uh, Corporal Thompson, his his uh, former partner, uh, came time for him to uh, retire. That was uh, Canine Black. Uh, so so he, the dog retired, but the handler didn't. Correct. Correct. Did he take his puppy home? No. Uh, another officer with another agency was uh, grateful enough to uh, provide a home for Black. Um, oh. Corporal Thompson just didn't. Really, he ha- he has other animals and pets at home, and you know, it just really wouldn't work out. And he'll be getting yeah. a new one, yeah. Too, yeah so, so he'll be getting a new one. So um, we're hopefully the Thompson Zoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then um, we have uh, we have uh, canine uh, Fico, and then also canine Yeva. And so Fico's a German short hair pointer, and Yeva is a German shepherd. So are they all the same type of dogs? Are they all bomb dogs? Are they, you know, comfort yeah, so dogs? Th- so they are all single purpose is what okay. they're called, and they are for um, explosive ordnance detection. And so our dogs, uh, we get through a program with TSA. And so when uh, a handler becomes a handler, they will go to Lackland Air Force Base for approximately 16 weeks. And while they are there, they will um, get matched up with a canine. And then they will begin the training process, and um, it goes through obedience training. Um, they will go through and uh, be put into a variety of uh, scenarios and situations uh, to get that team to uh, work cohesively together. And then once they've graduated, they'll come back to the airport. They go through uh, acclimation period and make sure that that canine um, is comfortable because, you know, there's a lot of activity that's going on in the airport, a lot of noises, and these dogs... They have to be cool with that. Right, yeah. Right. So yeah. even though they're at, at the Air Force Base in Lackland, they, there's still a lot of unknown sounds that they may not have been introduced to while, while they were there. So we want to get them acclimated. And then once that happens, they will get uh, scheduled for what we call a training mission, and they will uh, start to coordinate with our local TSA uh, canine uh, trainer, 
and then uh, they will go through and then uh, get a uh, go through a certification, and then they become a certified team. Who's your local TSA trainer? Uh, so that's an individual. He's based out of Phoenix. Okay. All right. So do you want to be a canine handler, Ray? Is that something that appeals to you? Me personally? No, yeah. I, I like my dog at home. That's You like your dog at home? <laughs> yeah. What kind of dog do you have? I have a boxer. It's a boxer oh. mix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are the qualifications to be a canine handler for your department? Uh, we look for them to have uh, at least two to three years law enforcement experience. Um, we look at um, how things are at home to make sure that uh, a canine at their residence will be a good fit. And yeah, they have to get along if they have other pets, too. Right, right. So we, have we have kids. to take that into consideration. Uh, we do have a process that we go through, a selection process. So um, we'll have a, a panel interview um, that will usually involve uh, current uh, handlers on our team, and we also yeah. may reach out to handlers at other agencies to come in and, and sit on that interview. And what kind of questions do you ask? Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had a new handler, so I really don't recall uh, some of the questions, but I think most of them are going to be tailored around the, you know, hey, do you have other other pets at home? Do they get along with other dogs? Are you able to uh, have a kennel built at your home because we do uh, provide them with kennels for uh, their working dog to to uh, live in. They have to stay outside. They don't have to. It's up to up to the individual handler if they <laughs> want so to have. Yeah, I know. Right? That's rough. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got the spotlight on them. Yeah. No, we want them yeah. inside. <laughs> um, it's up to the handler if they if the handler uh, chooses to let them live inside the residence and then uh, crate them at night or not crate them. It just really depends on the environment that they have at home for their uh, their canine partner. Because like the dogs I've seen, most of them with TPD, they're they're like puppies. They're family pets until sure. they see their handler put that uniform on. Then they're like all business. Our dogs are the same way. Yeah. They they can recognize when the when the handler is on and off duty. Yeah, it, it's a nice environment for the family. I, I think mm -hmm. we should mention with uh, our canines as well that they're really an incredible asset regionally they uh, right. do a lot of work with the regional explosives ordinance disposal i think i got that right team the the, the bomb squad, the bomb squad. Um, <laughs> yeah they they do a, a lot of work with uh, some of our regional partners and we're happy to provide that we're glad that we can uh, help out in a lot of those things that they do as well as helping protect the airport and protect our travelers did you guys compete at the canine trials a couple of weeks ago this year we didn't, but we did last year. Because I remember seeing you there last year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Matter yeah. of fact, yes. Yeah. They did really well. It was it was a good job for all of them. I was really impressed. The one thing that impressed me most is when they put the dogs in the back of the squad car and the handler is out there pretending to arm wrestle with a bad guy, and the dog comes out, opens the door and comes out of the car and attacks the bad guy. I was like, yes, that's <laughs> so, so cool. So I will mention on that. Yeah. So with uh, with our dogs, um, they are not they are handler protective, but they are not um, deployed as a as what as we a would call a, a bite dog or a patrol dog. What's the difference between a bite dog and a patrol dog? Well, it's the same thing. It just depends on. It's a nicer way of saying exactly. It. Not exactly. as intimidating, <laughs> right? 
No, most of those dogs, I mean, they might be trained to do that, but they're puppies. They, you know, they want to be petted and they're they're friendly until their owner or their handler says not to be. Right, right. So Kind of like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, you know, I'll, I'll let you know when it's time to be nice or time to not be nice. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Oh, that's a must watch. <laughs> yeah, we've got to go. We've you've never seen go. that. <laughs> That's one of our training requirements that we have, have that you have to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I think you guys are nuts. But anyway. (laughs) You are accurate. So what else do we want to remind people to do or not do for the holiday? I actually have a list from uh, TSA. Okay. Yes. Uh, Check the TSA website before you travel. Uh, Stay updated on the latest regulations and guidelines. Because they change. They do change. Um, A lot of things get added. um, So just so you're in the know, the most current information. Um, Arrive at the airport with plenty of time. I think we went over that. Um, pack your carry-on bag strategically. Remember the What three, does that mean? Um, there's a 311 rule for liquids and gels. They must be in containers of 3.4 ounces. Um, that's 100 milliliters or less. Placed in a clear quart-sized bag and one bag. So all your liquids and have to be bag. in one Correct. bag. And if it's clear... It, so there goes that bottle of wine. It. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of out the window. Um, Unless it's one of the small... Little travel size ones. Little travel size ones, right? (laughs) Shooters. Yeah. Shooters. We say choot because you don't want to say shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to say hi, Jack. Don't say hi. Don't say hello to Jack. Nothing like that. (laughs) Um, Stay attentive and follow the instructions of TSA officers um, during the screening process. If you have any questions or concerns, don't hesitate to ask. Um, and also, finally, stay calm and be patient. Uh, TSA's primary goal is to ensure the safety of all travelers. Be patient. Be patient. I have, a, I have another travel tip. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Brace uh, yourself. <laughs> we, we do have the, the cameras, and we do more patrolling in our parking lots than you would um, get maybe in other parking lots. However, the last thing we want to we see is someone opening your car door on that camera and, and taking something out. So please, even in our parking lots, lock your doors when you're traveling. Lock your doors and don't leave valuables in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, if you do good. have something, put it in the trunk. If if you see it becomes a crime of opportunity sometimes because they see something in a car that looks expensive or it's Christmas time, there's a gift in there wrapped. Uh, so yeah, lock your car and make sure you don't have any valuables in plain sight. Yeah, hide everything. And if it's mm-hmm. a gift, give it to me before you leave. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so one of the other things you want to do with your carry-on bag is is really take into consideration any valuables that you may have and put those in your carry-on, uh, any medications, and then uh, most importantly, make sure that you have your car keys in your, your carry-on. What do you do, what do people do to remember where they park their car after they come <laughs> back from their vacation? Take a photo. Take Customer it. service yeah. is big with us, so we'll walk them around the lot. You'll walk them. <laughs> we actually, uh, you know, we're laughing. We've actually done that multiple times. People come and they just, they say, I can't remember where I parked. Okay, what kind of car do you have? We will go out and assist with that. But yeah, like. Do you uh, walk I, them or do you drive them? Well, small airport. We'll walk them over we'll there. And show, yeah. Um, but uh, like Ray said, you could take a picture of, of where you're parked at. And that's, I mean, I've done it in bigger airports. I'll snap a quick picture and where I'm at so I know what yeah, section. Lot C or right, whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. If you have a, a 
a key fob, you can also, you know where you park, what general area, you can hit the horn button, the um, panic button, and the horn will go off, and you'll know exactly where your car is. Oh, cool. Okay. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. Got to think outside the trunk. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was very good. He was recently promoted to sergeant because of uh, <laughs> yeah. his ability to think on his, his feet. His witty comebacks. <laughs> okay, do you do tours of the airport? Uh, yeah, we we absolutely can do tours at the airport. And I think you attended a tour at the airport, did you not? I, I didn't want to say I did if you didn't do it for <laughs> other people, but yes. We toured the airport. It was really awesome. I got to see all the things that... Normal people don't get to see. So how do they, if somebody wants to tour the airport, how, who do they contact? You, can I give them your cell number? Uh, <laughs> probably not the best route. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll start getting calls in the middle of the night wanting a, a, tour, a tour at like 2 a.m. And probably not, probably not the best time to do that. But, uh, so who do I, they contact? That can, that can be um, gone through our administrative offices. Or, yeah, you could reach out to James 24-7. Everyone has my cell number. <laughs> I think everyone has my cell number. I was going to give it out on the program, but I think everyone already has it, so there's no need to. There's no. no um, yeah, it, email email the the police department or uh, get in contact with any one of us. I don't know what's what's the best contact to go through. And you have to tell us, though, Sherry, what you enjoyed the best about the tour that you got because we we helped arrange that. So we want to we want to hear about that as well. I liked going downstairs where you guys were all working in your office. I was like, where do they hide these people? <laughs> They're downstairs. And right. I guess it was downstairs behind, be, yeah, behind everything. We're it's actually like going to be mo- we're going to be moving out of that area soon, though. We've no, got a, where are you going? We've, we've got a new police department that's going to that's kind of being built right now. Or it's it's not a You're new build. It's not a new. It's not a new building. We're taking over an older building. It's going to be uh, refurbished for the new police department. Which Our building? building? It's it's going to be further west uh, from the terminal down the down the ramp. There, there's. Uh, we, we can show you again. You can come out and we'll show you where it's at. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fully marked, and everyone will see the new police department there. Do you ever take people up into the tower the, where they tell the airplanes where to go? Would we have, but that typically is something that we have to coordinate with the FAA um, because they're the ones that are, that's really their... That's their turf. That's their office space. Yeah. Okay. So why would you want to move off? Because you're right there in the airport. Why would you want to move away from the airport? It's it's bigger, so it's larger. We can all be in one space. Right now, we've got our administrative office, which is in another part it's of the in airport. A different it's, building, I yeah, saw it's that. actually away from the terminal. Uh, then we've got our officers that are that are down, kind of underneath, hidden uh, in a spot. Then we've got our canines that are in a different spot, uh, detectives in a different spot. So we're going to be able to have everybody in one area, so we can talk to each other a whole lot easier. It'll be bigger. Um, just we can have everything there. Our evidence collection, everything can be in one building. So it's going to be a lot nicer, a lot easier for us to get things done. So are you going closer to the VIP hangar thing area? No, we're still going to be adjacent to the terminal. Uh, okay. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, or the Seagates. It's a, that's a good uh, description. So as you're coming into the, into the terminal and you start to make the left-hand uh, turn yeah. to yeah. go to either arrivals or departures. It'll it'll be right in that. It's that it's the corner. west side of the terminal. Yeah. Really. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, visually, I'm trying to 
look at it from above sure the west from above we're the yeah we're the west side of the terminal okay now. You know, once it's done that should be done on what late next year uh if everything goes right uh we're hopefully looking maybe summer next year okay so what's going to happen with the space you're vacating that that will go uh back out to uh to the airlines for possibilities for lease um our administration is uh really aggressive right now on getting more air service to the tucson area and also with that we have a huge project going on right now where we're building a second commercial runway um so that is another uh stepping stone for us to attract more commercial air service here to Tucson. Do you have any particular air airline in mind? Uh, I'm not really involved with that. That's okay. that's all done through our air service development department, our marketing department, and then our executive leadership. So tell me about Ryan Field. That's part of your, your turf. What happens over there? I, I always thought it was just private aircraft. It know, is like so twin the, engines. And stuff. No, yeah. So there's no commercial flights that go in out of Ryan. So um, initially, Ryan was a, uh, a military uh, air airstrip, air, air, air I guess is the way, or airfield. And then just over time, it, it was acquired by the Tucson Airport Authority. And so we we like to say that as a uh, general aviation reliever uh, airport or folks that have their private planes. Have you ever had a plane that was supposed to land at Tucson Airport have to land over at Ryan? Uh, no, not commercial. Um, I'm sure we fields aren't that big, are they? Their strips aren't that big? Well, well, Ryan Field won't accommodate any commercial aircraft. It's, it's primarily for the uh, smaller, Little guys. smaller airframes. Yeah, okay. Just wondered. So I think that's that's an interesting uh, thought on that, too. We do have Ryan Airfield as our jurisdiction. We do take calls out there. We do patrol out there. Not only that, we have a substantial number of other properties that you don't traditionally think of as part of the airport that, that we patrol some of the ancillary properties to the airport. So we do have a fairly large space that our officers are responsible for uh, providing law enforcement for. Do you get calls at Ryan Field? What kind of calls would you get there? That uh, All the same calls that we would see at uh, Tucson International. Arson, theft, and murder? Well, I mean, we... <laughs> We don't need to go to the doom and gloom there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, and it's not as busy over there. We we patrol over there. We occasionally get calls, uh, and we expect if somebody sees something that looks suspicious, we want the call. We'll send an officer over there to look. Uh, if somebody feels like something was uh, something happened to their aircraft, it was damaged. It was. I mean, we go just for any other calls we would, but you don't see the amount of traffic over there uh, like we do at the at the airport. Okay. Honestly, the the. The uh, the folks that are out there, it's a very tight knit community. Yeah. Everybody, uh, knows everybody knows everybody. Knows everybody. Yeah. Yep. They 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 are all. It's it's almost like a, a gated community there. Everybody knows everybody. Um, so if something is going on, they'll know about it right away. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty much how it was at Clow Airport. Everybody knew everybody and what they were doing, where they right. parked. <laughs> so I want. To remind everybody, it's El Tour de Tucson today. Please, please, please be careful of the bicyclists out there. 
And if you can put off your your errands, anything you have to do until this afternoon, I want to thank Pima Federal Credit Union for representing Law Matters in the race. That's awesome. We're going to do it again next year. Well, I'm not riding a bike, obviously, so maybe they'll do it again next year. <laughs> and I want to thank you guys for coming on. Everybody have a nice Thanksgiving, nice Christmas. Just a, a real quick last-minute uh uh, blurb here is that we're uh, actively recruiting laterals and recruit uh, officers. They're looking for help. So Tucson Airport needs help. FlyTucson.com. FlyTucson.com. Thank you and shop local. Stay safe.